I'ma give it to you tasty. Bread it up, fry it, and dip it in the gravy. You want fat fish? Yeah, you know you want to try it. Dip it in the butter, make the fat count higher. Higher, higher, higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Daniel. And I'm Robert. And welcome to the recap of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10, Episode 9. And joining us all the way from the best coast... It's Meatball. Hi. That's damn right, bitch. <laughs> yes. We just got a taste of the best coast. Oh, no. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Can you hear us? Oh, yeah. Oh. Sorry. I just like my whole apartment got silent because the AC went off and I was like, oh, God, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> i literally had like a moment and i was like this is gonna be just a mess oh my God. how are you are you enjoying the royal wedding i oh um no i yesterday was like literally my first day off of drag since drag con ended so mm. i didn't get out of bed like i got i got out of bed to figure out what race i was and then i went to the beach and then i slept so i had like a, a long day Mm. <laughs> wow well i'm already it's it's 12 o'clock i'm already in face i have to go host a birthday party mm. and you're keeping do you guys the... ever do go ahead what? what were you gonna say do you guys ever do birthday parties is that like a thing in new york uh like, like well we we, like don't, a... we don't get booked for anything but yeah <laughs> um yeah girls get booked for b- birthday parties i think mainly through uh through screaming queens that's run by misunderstood so okay. yeah it's like a like a, a drag queen rental service talent that rental. sounds terrible i know it sounds awful i know it is well you know they make you put on a table yeah like so you know have you ever seen those photos of the queens that are like they're basically a table and you eat off of their skirt no <laughs> oh. well they exist that sounds like literally the most degrading thing well that's what screaming queens <laughs> it's basically a girl st- i mean like- it sounds super fun i would love to do <laughs> yeah Definitely, definitely love people touching me. I would go to one of these events and go to like pick up an hors d'oeuvre and the queen would say hi and I would like die because I didn't notice that like <laughs> there's a person inside of this table. That's right. Your eyes are just on the prize. Yeah, I would be like food. Um, yeah, so they, 
they uh they like uh hire out queens for parties but i mean i'm sure girls get like private bookings and stuff like that too um do you know the birthday person no but uh, no i (laughs) no is it a corporate apparently no he's apparently like a big fan of mine or something so i was like cool yeah i'll do it and then my job is to like just run around and get drunk so i was like yeah i mean that's easy it's two o'clock might as well right yeah sounds great i love that i mean i'm very excited i don't know what to wear but i don't want a pad because i know i'm gonna get hot (laughs) a caftan oh i wish do you i'm jealous of lady bunny's outfit right i was like going through her instagram last night and i was like i could just do this Never have to pad and like fully sell it. Mm -hmm. Or a line everything. That's what I did at DragCon. I I brought my pads with me and I was like, yeah, I don't have time. I'm like, this is cinched. It has a flounce. We're good. Let's do this. You know? Yeah, you guys looked really good. I did see y'all for like a half second. Oh, work. I did like run by you guys. We were uh, we were living our our lady fantasy on Friday. It was a lot of fun. Um. Yeah, it was awesome. It was also felt very supportive there from like random people and random queens. Um, but maybe that's just because we don't get out very much in New York. Anymore. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> we got so you of... actually finally got to see all the New York. Queens. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Like our that. our car broke, so now we don't go anywhere. Right. In New York, Ooh. where there's public transportation. But do you guys live in the city or do you live in no, like Brooklyn? We live in Queens. Even further. Oh, home. Astoria. No. <laughs> Woodside. It's uh it's uh never it's, heard of her. Exa- it's the newest story in like fifteen years. That that's what it'll be. Um, oh. Yeah, we're gentrifiers. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Well you God are bless. you're the white one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep You're I, technically right. I keep you're the technically ra- white. I keep the mm-hmm. rent low. I lower property values. Oh, okay. God bless. Right? So you guys have like a system worked out. We That's do. Nice. We do. We just, we move into neighborhoods and, you know, because we look biracial um, or interracial, um, you know, he, he gets us the apartment and then I keep the rent low. That's how it works. Do your neighbors know you're gay? I think they do. They, they, I oh, mean, no. That's always the worst. That or they think we have two other women who live here with us. So there's, <laughs> there's always rhinestones and uh, like glitter sequins. Glitter all over the hallway. Just well, stuck to the carpeting right outside our yeah. door. It's and you, like, can, yeah. like, you can like follow it from the garbage room to our door. It's, it's like a like, footprint. <laughs> it's like a glittery footprint. Hansel it's and like Gretel. The- the custodian at my building will only speak to me if I'm out of drag, but if I'm in drag, he like gives me the dirtiest look and like shakes his head. And for the longest, I thought he hated us, but it was just that he has to clean up after us in the hallway all the time because there's glitter and fabric and all the shit. And he was like, y'all just need to sweep up before you leave. And I was like, all right, buddy, calm down. <laughs> Is it you and a bunch of other girls that live together? No, it's just me and Felony Dodger from season two of Drag. Oh. Yeah. So you're, it's like us basically, where the you know there's a lot of yeah, fabulosity on the floor. Oh, oh, well, 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 right, right. Neither are we. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, we're married. Yeah, no, it's just like our floor is literally covered in glitter. Like any time that there's like rhinestones or something, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I woke up with a rhinestone on my belly button the other day, and I was like, you know, uh, I'm gonna leave it. Uh, <laughs> it's a good luck charm. You woke up mm-hmm. Yay! I did. <laughs> Um, how are you feeling about season 10? I, um, as you probably saw, I had to like ask someone to send me links because I had not watched the last three episodes until last night. Oops. Wow. I cannot get 
into it for some reason. And uh, I go to the bar to watch it and we'll be watching it. And then I'll just be like, ugh, I can't. It's too much. It's too long. I can't do it. And I'll just like leave. Yeah. I mean, it's not the season is not for me. Mm. What is it? Is it the girls? Is it the challenges? Like what's doing I think, it? I don't know. There's just seems I at first I was like, well, Vixen's the only person keeping this interesting. And then when I found out that she left, I was like, well, we're done here. I think the girls from the get go, I didn't like a lot of them. I know. Cra- I love Cracker. I think she's so funny. But like after watching this episode. I was like, am, am I watching a mental breakdown happen on camera? Like, what is going on here? So I don't, there's just something going on. I didn't like the, what's her name? She's the other New York one. See, I can't even remember their names. Monet. She went home. The Dots. The Dots. Oh, Dusty. Oh, Dusty. Dusty. I was like, oh, she's great or whatever. But then I was like, a storyline, a whole character can't be built around dots. Like, I don't want to hear about your fucking dots in every episode. And then I don't need to hear Eureka crying about something in every episode. I was just like, I was watching the same thing happen over and over and over. And then like someone would go home, but it just felt planned. Mm. Anyway, so excited to talk about this episode. (laughs) Love it. Are you saying that you feel like there's an apparent winner because they're rigging it, Meatball? Yeah, I just feel, yeah, I feel like at least in other seasons, there was like some sense of like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. This season, I'm just like, yep, and that seems like it happened at Mm -hmm. the exact right moment, and that seems like it's going to happen next, and that. And it's just like, and then the Rusical, I'm sorry, I didn't love these Rusicals. No. I mean, they've been all been pretty bad. Yeah. And then the acting challenge today, I think maybe, I think it was actually pretty funny, this episode. Yeah. The direction was terrible that they were given, but it was kind of funny. (laughs) Right. Uh, But, you know, welcome to the club because we have been called bitter and dark and negative. And why are we still recapping the show if we hate it so much? Why are we talking about race? I mean, God forbid we talk about race. Oh, God forbid we talk about one of the biggest issues with this season. And and obviously not to like make fun of anybody who's, you know, made those comments because they're coming from, you know, a real place, a real place, I believe, I would hope. But, you know, it's like, so we're not going to talk about things that are uh, like are happening right in front of us that are pertinent to like discussions that we have that are not drag race related you know (laughs) like racism does exist it has not disappeared yet um and yeah so no we completely agree with you and it's um it's gotten to the point where we feel like the show is not doing the the right thing in terms of like how it's representing the girls representing queer culture drag culture etc but the girls are all wonderful, you know, and they deserve to have a, a like a spotlight. It's just that the show, like what they're working within, it's not working anymore. No. At least in our opinion. Not in my yeah, I mm-hmm. agree with that. So there. Well, let's because I through. do like all the queens. I will say that mm-hmm. I liked all of them for their own specific things. But then it was like once put in practice, you know what I mean? Like once they started doing stuff, I was like, this is not working for Mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's. <sighs> well, we'll get there. There's, there's, there was a lot to unpack in terms of that. This, this week, episode. come yeah. on. Mm. Um, well, what did we think? So the Vixen leaves the message, evil triumphs when good queens do nothing by my album, The Vixen. Um, do we think this was aimed at somebody? Everyone said it was aimed at Eureka, but I mean, after watching their fights and stuff, I just felt like she just meant overall, right? I feel like this is a, this is a famous quote. Evil triumphs when good people do nothing. Mm-hmm. I was think the that's... famous quote misspelled or was it spelled correctly? It was misspelled. Just missing an H. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was missing the H. It's yeah. lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was running out. 
I think uh, that she understood, especially when she was leaving, I think she understood that she was bringing this important conversation to the table. And so she wanted to leave with a bang. And yeah. she chose this mm-hmm. quote. Yeah. But the girls thought it was aimed at Eureka. So there you go. Yeah. But go ahead. Oh, so what, what, what I think is like, I, I don't think it's aimed at Eureka at all because it's like what Eureka would do like the, the good queens or the good people in my like estimation would honestly be her other queens of color who were like in the competition with her. And to me, it, 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 it kind of felt like she has been wanting or it would have been interesting to see some of the other queens kind of like, like, uh, uh, I don't know, like uh, fall more in line with her thinking a little bit, you know, so that she didn't feel so at odds with people. Yeah, so... I will say a lot of the times when she was doing stuff that you could see, there was like always a shot of, monet rolling her eyes or doing something and i was like well at least back her up or bring her back off that ledge like no one was doing either they just kept antagonizing her yeah yeah like they could have easily been like girl calm down you need to do this like miss cracker tried it but then she just gave up on her Mm -hmm. early in the season i i i don't know i think vixen had a lot of anger but no one was doing anything but just making it worse no one tried to help her understand what she was saying yeah they were they were too busy being like you're angry and not why are you angry yeah, like exactly you know, like there's a background of stuff that she's gone through in chicago where this comes from yeah and you know it wasn't it wasn't addressed i think properly oh not at but, all you know um why was stephen colbert asked to do the ooh girl message what was that about I have no idea. When he popped up, I was like, excuse me? This I, I feel like it's the same as Alex Alec Trebek. Like, why was he even there? Or when when Lisa Kudrow stopped by season nine. Oh, yeah. Like, just kind of like waved and smiled uncomfortably and then left. Right. RuPaul ran into her in the parking lot, grabbed her keys and was like, girl, just come with me real quick. I'm going to get you a <laughs> snack from this vending machine. And she ended up on the set. Um, this is just like, this is RuPaul being like, look, I know famous people. Um, <laughs> it's, but wouldn't it have been more fun if it was like, I don't like a queen that acts that like, you know, will never do the show like Jackie B or like so, uh, Dame Edna or somebody that was like, a cl- like, why can't we bring in like some of the classic queens into the fold? John Leguizamo. Like, can we? Yeah. Get <gasps> oh my God. Oh, yes. He could bring Chi Chi back. That would have been that so be good. Amazing. Or even him out of drag, but just doing yeah, the voice. Exactly. Like, either way, he transports you, but... Mm-hmm. <sighs> or Patrick Swayze, that would be a really good one to bring back. <laughs> talk about a ghost. Um, <laughs> that took me a minute. Let's talk about this flat-ass mini-challenge. Oh, my God. Um, what was it called? Pants Down, Bottoms Up? Mm-hmm. A.K.A. The New Deflate Gate, A.K.A. Flapjack, Lower Back. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Like... Did you did you find an absence of lumps as we did? I found the the padding on those butts. There was like underwear pads, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's something yep. in there. That's what well, round some your of their does. Okay, well, that's disgusting. But right. there, there's some of their butt. Well, for for some of these men, these men didn't need any of that. So what it was doing was like they had a big butt, and then there was just like it looked like two like pads, like tampon pad things, feminine yeah. care, just like stuck to the back of it. And I was like, why are they, why is that shape like that? And then they would like, 
I don't know, half of their cheeks were like hanging out and were like loose. It was not attractive. They needed someone on set being like, no, this this is gross. This is more like lumpy bum instead of rounded yeah. bum. Like you could see where like the stitches were puckering. So it looked like yeah. they had ruched peaches. I mean, some of them looked like they had straight up camel toe on their backs. But in the back. Yeah. yeah. I- and then what was up with Aquaria just walking in and just saying two numbers quickly? Like, she was like, I want eight and 16. And then they matched up. And I was like, oh, so did someone tell her who to pick? Mm. Mm, good question. Because she was the only one who, like, walked in and just said two numbers off the top of her head. And then Rue was like, no, you girl, you got to wait. You were a hungry bottom. But I was like, why would she know the exact two that match ex- <laughs> as the first thing that she says? Cheaters. 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 I think it's all rig- rigamorous. The one, the one interesting thing is that this is the first time that a trans man has been a member of the pit crew. And that was Laith Ashley. Was yes, a, I saw that. Um, so sexy. It was awesome. I was like, oh my God, like how inclusive. I wonder if it's so funny just like looking at those the lineup of men that they pull because normally it's like people that are in LA and Mm -hmm. so I've like worked with them or seen them in the club or like half of those guys I was like oh I've seen him on um Pornhub and his work is great on cocky boy it's just like a bunch of porn stars I was like they should have done a challenge where they had to match him up to the fucking studio they're in yes Sean Cody cocky boys I don't know the other one men.com men.com as a connoisseur of porn uh, like I, I would have won that challenge in a heartbeat. I'd be like, I know your name, I know how tall you are, I know where you're from, and th- and that's it. Because it gets creepy after that. But yeah, it gets it, it gets weird if you, you know, know anything else. Well, <laughs> she goes well, well. But you know the stats, don't you? I do. Well, those <laughs> are do, important. She do, she do. You know, it's it's like a catalog. It's like, hmm, it's what true. do I want to watch today? You mm-hmm. know, like what flavor am I in the mood for? Exactly. <laughs> Um, there's only ever vanilla on the menu for the most part, but you know, Truly. my favorite was there was a day when, um, Daniel downloaded some video and he was like, this is the Lady Gaga of porn. And I was like, oh, oh she's going to be real dramatic. I said, what? You said, this is the Lady Gaga of some redhead. You were like, he's the Lady Gaga of porn. And I was like, oh, okay. I did? Was Fancy. I stoned? No. <laughs> Oh, now I have to remember that because that is a strange. Comment. I forget his name. And then you have to send me the video. And now I have to think about this. Absolutely. Um, huh. So Aquaria wins this mini challenge because they gave her all the answers before she walked in or whatever. Who You're cares? Right. Um, and she wins. Um, she gets to assign the roles for the maxi challenge. And her strategy is her trying to show that she's not so cocky by letting the girls pick her role. Pick their roles rather. Rather, ugh, I'm that's a very... always like a bad idea. Oh like, yeah. Anytime that happens, it never goes well. So and none of them read the script beforehand, so they were just like, "Oh, I feel like I can fit this character." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Aquaria, if you want to win, or if you want to throw people under the bus, you give them the roles." Right. But then I guess I mean most of them ended up throwing themselves under the bus by picking the roles they picked. Yep. Do we feel like Aquarius is doing this to be like, oh, I'm young, so maybe I don't know as much as I think? Or do you think this is just her being like, they want me to be less cocky? I'll give you less cocky. Huh. I think she's smart enough to be doing the latter. Just mm-hmm. being like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to give it up to them and let them yeah. do it. 
Because yeah. if they're having an issue with me, I feel like that's the way she works. But I don't know her at all, so I don't mm. know. I, I also feel like we're seeing her kind of grow in the competition because she's, she's grown so, a lot. Because she's so young. It's like, you know, when they're like, you learn, a, you know, at the age of five, like, that's it. And you're not going to, like, learn another language properly or whatever. I, I feel like she's 21. So that, like, stubbornness that, like, takes root when you, you know, you're in your late 20s. <laughs> it, it hasn't really hit her. So she's, I think, really, like... It's very clear that she's absorbing what's being said and and kind of like making it work within her own values or whatever, you know, so she's kind of becoming um, a smarter, more like, like, I guess, commercially likable Aquaria. If that makes any yes. sense, you know, like I on TV think that's anyway. exactly what she's doing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's good. I mean, I think so. So the maxi challenge this week is the queens must act in the new hit series Breast World, which I named Hamburger Mary's on Fire Island. I mean, it yeah. really was. That's what the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. It was that. It was like the love boat. It was less breast or Westworld and more like love boat weirdness going on. But I thought it was like I don't know. I thought the idea was good. I thought the having all the guys in there and like making it about bingo was like a great way to mm-hmm. really promote hamburger Marys. <laughs> yeah, right. right. It was really fun because everyone loves the hamburger Marys. Like my favorite part about doing shows at Hamburger Marys is when the um, white women who are there for uh, what is it bridesmaids parties or whatever don't mm-hmm. tip. That's really fun. <gasps> um, when people throw cheese sticks at you that's great they throw Uh, food at you i had someone literally throw which i mean i can't be mad at because i fucking throw food at people all the time but like i guess they didn't like the number that i had a hairy chest and she just like threw a mozzarella stick at me and then i was told to not instigate a fight and i was like but the bitch started it so it was not a complimentary it it was not it was not like a work yes you did good here eat yes queen here it was like a get off the stage wow that's crazy oh i hope you shanked her no later. i was told to leave her alone i was like i will wow. i want to come back at wow white privilege will get you through lots of things i know mm-hmm. i can't food. No. wait let's not talk about race mm? okay we're not, <laughs> we're not allowed to anymore no, no, let's no, not no, talk no, about no, race no. but let's talk about muffy aka cameron michaels um, she is in talkies now, but hasn't figured out how to talk. <laughs> oh my God. You're such an asshole, Robert. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, she was bad. Literally, Michelle was just giving her the line reading. She was like, this is your big moment. So you maybe want to talk a little slower and explain your feelings. And she like just barreled through Mm -hmm. but it's that thing where it's like if you've never acted or even sometimes like for me i did used to act i'll get a script and i'll i will rush through it the first like two or three reads so i don't know how many times they got to try those scenes out but like sometimes it takes you a second to ease in especially if you're not an actor but Mm -hmm. i saw her like trying and that was this is the first time that i was like oh i do see value and merit in camera Mm mm-hmm Yeah, there were a couple of moments like she uh, during the challenge, she said, I want to go home. And then she started to click her heels. And it was like, "Okay, you're trying. That was a cute thing. Yeah, trying. It wasn't like God awful. You know what I mean? No, there's been worse. I don't think any of them were necessarily God awful. I just I don't know. I feel like nobody was do a do a. Yeah, I just I feel like she needs to open her mouth. Like, talk, say something like. Well, I mean, but didn't someone say that she, from the beginning, was like her goal was to not like 
be talking in the workroom or like start shit in the workroom. Yeah, Cracker said that on her review yeah. with the Jew because she yeah. was like, she said the day one, I'm not going to give them anything that they can use against me, and it's like, but we, you know, we find out later in Untucked, how, you know, when she's crying, she's like, I don't show emotions. Like I was like, that's how I was raised. Like I'm not here to, you know, they're cheap, they're useless, and it's like, yeah. ah, but why are you silent? Right. Like emotions yeah. are one thing, but your voice, like you know, you could laugh, you yeah, could talk to people. Um, cause like even outside of drag race, you have to have a personality as a queen, you know, to keep like regulars coming back. Right. Yeah. So she has to have something, but she's gotta be worth something. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good pairing to have her scene partner be Monet because Monet is very charismatic and she knows just how to like, just how to talk, you know, she, she's good. She has a, the gift of the gab. And yeah, so, and she like it was ad libbing, and mm-hmm. I feel like standing next to her that would have made me feel more comfortable because it's like, look, I'm loose. It's fun. It's yeah. free. She just she felt very um, emotionally supportive of Cameron while mm-hmm. still being herself and not getting lost in um, trying to pick up her slack, yeah. essentially. Um, and um, I thought she was funny. Yeah, I mean. I love Monet. That's not a secret. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm obsessed with Monet. I I she's... want her. To, I wanted her to win this week. So, but mm-hmm. I guess more I just on don't that think later. she had like enough lines to win or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was definitely put in the in the role of like facilitator for Muffy, like the like her character. And I feel like because of that, like through no fault of her own, that character was kind of just in the background because they're. Their uh, their role was to get Muffy here, and then Muffy yeah. was supposed to do the rest. And yeah, and you know, but Monet took it and put her own like oh, spin course. on it, yeah. which yeah. is normally what the judges want. Mm-hmm. So. I, you know what I think it is? I think that they've decided like, oh, hmm, you know, there there are those girls who are going to win, those those girls who are not. That's you know how I feel because it's like there was a week Cracker should have won and it was like so obvious. It was super obvious and I was like, no, 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 not her week. No, not her week. And then I, it, I forget. it was last week. It was last week. Uh, yeah. It was only a week right. ago. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> thought you know when they did the denim and diamonds runway, I thought right. that was going to be her week, but no. But I mean, yeah, um, that fucking out her denim thing was so fucking hilarious. Yep. To With me, the though, pigtails and stuff, it was yes. so good. But I feel like last week was the obvious win. It yeah. was like she killed the challenge. She killed the runway. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we have more girls to go through, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come oh. back, we're going to do the rest of the maxi challenge. And then we're going to talk about the runway because, duh. Um, so stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. We're back, mm. and let's talk We're back! about. Yes, we are. We're back. <laughs> We're ready to talk about Rosie the Bingo Bot, aka Eureka O'Hara. I I thought that because see, here's the thing. I I have not been terribly uh uh like happy with some of Eureka's performance and some of her actions on the show, even though she's amazing in person and a very sweet person. Yeah, I got really upset that she was trying to do this. 
and kept on getting cut off by Michelle Visage. And, and that's the thing that I think really like hindered this challenge as a whole was that it's like, don't you want them to get through the whole, like a dress rehearsal, right? Get through the whole scene first so mm-hmm. that then you give notes. Yeah. But it's like Eureka would get, I don't know, like w- like two seconds into her line. I winter. It's like that is like the dumbest thing RuPaul has ever said on the show. And you want her to continue saying it. But it's like give her a minute, let her get through the character and then give a note. Yeah. But I don't know. Anything. Don't just keep cutting her off. Every yeah. Five seconds. But then I felt like she was cutting herself off and then mm-hmm. the gunshot thing. Yeah, I didn't understand why it was taking her so long to learn how to do like a big over the top gunshot. That's all she does. It's huge and over the top. Right. And this, for some reason, it was like they give her some lines and she like spazzes out and can't do it. Yeah. Well, I maybe there was a trauma. Oh God. <laughs> I, I I I think that Michelle and Ross just like spooked her. I I really think that like you know. Um, yeah, and if you have that fear of always be like you're just gonna get keep getting cut off, you're not gonna mm-hmm. perform to your best because you're like, when's it coming? Exactly. Can right. you guys mm-hmm. hear that music? I'm sorry. Yes, I love There's it. There's just someone like blasting music out in front of my apartment. <laughs> just for you. Fine. Sorry about that. <laughs> they seem to be leaving. Um. So similarly, Aquaria was given like a lot of the same type of do this, not this, like. It, it's, but it's, I, she. But I think that they were showing that Aquaria took the note and did it. Mm-hmm. Whereas right. Eureka, it took her like six times to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I just I have a problem with notes like that in general because you take away these queens' individuality by trying to make them sound like something that RuPaul made up or mm-hmm. you know whatever the fuck. And yeah. It's like they're making choices of their own choosing and for then, their character. Exactly. So yeah. let them. You know. Let them figure it out on their own. I don't think the difference between a, between what Eureka did and what Aquaria did is I feel like the choices Aquaria made to begin with were good. And yeah. I also wanted to, so I also wanted to see what Eureka's version of that, minus the gunshot, because that mm-hmm. was pathetic. Um, I wanted to see those choices as they were thought up by Eureka. Not, not to go back, but to go, go back, what's but. very interesting about the gunshot is that that could have been really, really funny and could have saved her performance, I think. Yeah. The thing is, though, on, on the Snatch Game, she was like, I'm inspired by um, uh, Divine. Jesus, I just had a blank moment. Um, I'm How inspired by Divine. I'm inspired by her. That's where the character comes from. And it's like, so... So you can't like, shoot somebody? Like the movie you quoted when you were doing what you thought was Divine involves her shooting people at the end. Yeah. Like, you couldn't, like, tap into that and, like, you know, really, like, just, like, use your arm. Like, why was it so flouncy? Like, it just did nothing. You know? Like, have some conviction with when you're going to shoot somebody. Yeah, like, have a recoil. Do a yeah. fucking gunshot. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm oh, sure wow. lasers, you know, bing, like, act like a robot that just... Like, she's capable of this. Yeah. But I don't know. But it was also that situation where, like, if we're going to, I'm not going to compare Eureka and Aquaria, but, like, when at the end, when we were watching the final thing, Aquaria was filling, like, every moment with, like, little robot moves and, like, mm-hmm. doing, she was extra as hell. And I was like, well, that's talent. Like, whether or not you like her or not, mm-hmm. what she was doing was extremely good <laughs> and very smart. Yeah. And, like, Eureka, it's like, the minute her line would end, it would just be like, she would just, her body would just drop and she would stop acting. Mm-hmm. Right. But Aquaria was on the whole time. Yeah. I think she's really making 
use of all of her awkwardness that she talks about because like you know you're a robot whose name is dyslexia like you can do basically any awkward thing as long as you make it robotic and again she's just growing and it's like wow you know like you're doing really fucking Uh, yeah she's doing so well it's insane her where are my people at very funny to me (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like offbeat enough Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm her her parading over with that tray of chickens, I, just something about the way she was bouncing just, like, had me in stitches. She just knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. For someone so young, I was like, when I was 21, I would not have been able to do any Mm-mm. of that. Who knew Aquaria was going to be the queen of, like, slapstick comedy? <laughs> I, I mean... I mean, I had no fuck? clue. I thought she was going to bomb during um, Snatch Game, and then she fucking stole the whole show. Right. right. She's verse. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. it at the end of the day. Let's mm. talk about Cracker next because Asia doesn't come in until the very end. So let's save her for last. Um, Cracker had a very big role. And again, much like Eureka, they're giving her notes that she wasn't like, I almost feel like she wasn't hearing them. Yeah. And it was just like the same thing over and over again. I mean, when the first note is like, have a personality, where are you going from there? Mm-hmm. They were like, you're supposed to be the cruise director. You're supposed to be big and fun and da-da-da-da-da. And it just, like, I think she gets so in her head that she can't get to, like, a place of, like, let loose. Yeah. She's and- not able to just be like, you know what? I'm going to just try to go a little bit crazier this time. Like, mm-hmm. she wants to be in so much control. I also feel like Cracker Cracker is funny and biting, I think, and, and good at what she does. But she's not bubbly. And she's no. not... um. Like, and they were expecting that. Like frivolous, you know, because Julie yeah. from The Love Boat, and I, I think she even said, I don't I don't know the reference or something like that. Yeah. Like she'd yeah. never seen it, but it's like, like it, I think it was hard for her because that is not, that doesn't come to her naturally to be yeah. like, hi, you know, and it's supposed to have a little bit of ditzy to it. Like, you know, it's a, it's a, like the cruise director is just there to like, she's the hype man, you know, yeah. like, and, and that's where I think she was having a hard time because she couldn't. She couldn't control the situation or the character because she didn't create it. And I think that that is probably what we've seen to be the, like, uh, her, I think her biggest struggle is that, like, if it has not been planned out by her to the T, she has a very hard time, um, like, see, you know, seeing it through. Yeah. yeah. You know, like in the drag con panel, you know, it, it, uh, it, it, it sucks, but it's there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Asia shows know. up. I, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Nothing. That was, I oh. disagree. I agree. <laughs> oh, you agree. oh, okay. <laughs> um, Asia shows up at the end. Did she steal the show? No. No. Absolutely not. Like, I don't understand. They were like, you had it. You had it. I had to go back after she won and watch it again because I was like, I just remember her like never looking anyone in the eye. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I was like paying attention to was the fact that she wasn't acting very well. No offense to her. Mm-hmm. Great lady. Love her. But her eyes were like on the floor mm-hmm. and it, it was all one note. And I was like, if you're going to come for the rest of these queens for this, look at her. She's not doing it. And then yeah. they're like, you stole the show, girl. Parasailing. I was like, you can't rely on a name to be mm-hmm. the joke. Also, she's at the end of the, the the end of the number, the end of the scene again. Like this is Fibster all over again. Oh yeah. And it's like so. I, and this is again like read the script before. So Fibster, it was mayhem. FYI. Oh my god. You racist. Oh my um, god. <laughs> we don't talk about race on this show. 
We don't. We don't. No. I'm not. No. Holy shit. I'm horrendous. I apologize. I agreed with you. You. (laughs) I was going to like try to let it slip and I was like, no, people are going to listen. No, I agreed with you. I forgot. Because I just remember that one was another one that I watched in a bar and I was like, who? I don't have the time. (laughs) Whoops. Sorry. Um, um, <laughs> well, you know, and to that note, when she did do the, the butterface, she didn't have any lines. No. And she no, was, was like just a look. the breakout. So it's like, see, I'm fixing it now. See, see, I see. You. Um, as much as I love Asia and I think she's perfect. This was not good. Yeah. By far. And uh, she won. Yeah. How? How weird. How strange. Mm. Maybe the answer lies in the runway. Let's find out. I <laughs> Um, so that's how you segue, bitch. <laughs> there were two different names for this runway. There was Silver Foxy, and then there was Party Like It's 2069. I'm gonna need the producers of RuPaul's Drag Race to pick one name, tell us which one you told the girls, and then do that because you're changing everything and nothing makes sense. Because mm-hmm. Party Like It's 2069, which is what they said, like without i guess the girls hearing it like to to us yeah it it seemed like oh futuristic that would be a futuristic party yeah but before that the girls were like oh silver foxy we're gonna do old lady drags and i'm like party like it's 2069 does not imply old lady drag no to me that's like bring a futuristic look exactly it's like uh you know put something put a lady gaga thingy on your head and let's you know let's keep it moving Mm -hmm. um but it's it's very much like what was it signature drag versus best drag i can't remember what they told us very best drag versus signature drag exactly and it's like I, I feel like they, they need to, like, you know, work on that. It needs one name and a byline. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know everything. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So first up on the runway is Miss Cracker in this very Miranda Priestly-inspired look. I thought it was great. Yeah. She looks great. Those lips were amazing. The lips were hilarious. It was like she'd been getting surgery for a long time. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, I, when I heard, I was like, oh, I would have done a, like a double wears Prada look. Mm-hmm. And that's what she did. And it was great and smart. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was great. I th- it was so chic too. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. She also sold it. Like the characterization oh, of this, was, she sold yeah, it. Yeah. She was frigid and cold and, you know, lips first. Yeah. <laughs> um, the winner of the challenge this week is next, Miss Asia O'Hara. Um, th- what was this? <clears throat> I'm looking at it right now, trying to figure out what I'm seeing. <laughs> I get I, it's not. It's like it's like that situation where it's like, well, I have the costume in my bag, mm-hmm. so I'll just put this on with a pair of shower shoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the, this is the process that I think went through her head because I don't think she brought an old lady costume. No. So I have questions about two things. Why? So w- why were the braids so scarce? Because she was older and her she was balding. You go bald mm-hmm. when you get old, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know after like braiding it all those all those but years. But do you go like, this kind of bald? Yeah. And she had she had hair. It was like alopecia. it was like uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Alopecia, exactly. Um, no, but it was like the hair took turns. Like they were, it was like the hair was a chessboard. Well, it was she, she, those braids were shifting because you could see they were moving. Yeah. You could see the bottom of them lifting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I didn't mind the hair because I have seen older 
women with you know these kind of like comb over braids um i've seen this too yeah my, my issue is with the spaces between the braids i've never seen that well before. that's that's traction out of, like it's a real thing oh okay okay yeah. i didn't know it was realistic. that's when you get okay. your yeah it is it's when you mm-hmm. the drag queens get it too mm-hmm. if you do that duct tape on your hairline like the front of your hair is going to start thinning more than the rest of it miss oh. fame was talking about it in her uh she has this uh like how to take care of your skin after drag which at the end she just ends up putting up more makeup on but she talks about, you know, like using solvents to take your, your wig and shit off so that you're not pulling at your hair constantly. Right. Um, My other question is, um, is putting your glasses, like your, vi- your glasses for vision, is that smart to put it in a bowl of potato chips? Is that a thing that happens? <laughs> I'm just curious. I, I don't... I have I questions mean, about the character. My fat ass would do it. Right? That's <laughs> but, her uh, purse at this age. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's just how she walks around the retirement home now. <laughs> it was a little she, confusing. I didn't love her whole shtick. And, like, putting the glasses on and waving, it's like, that's okay. But, like, mm-hmm. come with a real gimmick or don't do anything. She should have had a bunch of glasses, like, hanging from her neck. Like, that would have been funny. <laughs> Because there are ladies who have, like, three pairs, and it's like, wait, you know, this one's for this, this one's for that. Um, It's just the outfit, I'm, like, still staring at it, and it just looks more like, like, a, I don't know, like a a carnival outfit, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. I don't know. She was on her way home from the West Indian Day Parade, and, like, she wants to be comfortable. Like, it was just not, it's not what this challenge calls for. I'd like to bring our attention to... um, The pubic area this this her 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 green vagina and white pubic hair um i'm <gasps> uh-huh yep yep there you go right robert was oh like, my god i didn't even look at that and robert's like that's tucking tape and i'm like oh no no oh, it's not she put gray pussy hair out I, of her okay black tight i live when a drag queen uses like pussy hair in the right way like because yeah. you know there are moments that call for it like if you're going to be like pretend you're naked mm-hmm. and that's one of the like that's kind of it mm-hmm. but this i'm just like oh, girl, yeah, like why we gotta be like kind of like mean to older women like i didn't She's like just that grasping at straws again. and also like mm-hmm. whose pubic hair looks like a treasure troll it looks like she was she was like holding alfred einstein between her legs <laughs> <laughs> did i say alfred his name's albert i don't albert. care <laughs> Uncle Al. Oh. Uncle Al. But yeah, the the her green vagina was concerning me a bit and and like you said she just put on like shower shoes. I I would have expected more for her from from the, you know, the queen that put on a fish mask to be a mermaid. Right. Yeah. Um, I would I was actually expecting a lot more prosthetics just because like in drag now prosthetics are being used a ton and I think only Cameron did one. Mhm. Yeah, she was the only one. I was like, y'all didn't want to do baggy eyes. The old age makeup wasn't even like that intense. I was no. like, can I see some fucking wrinkles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the lighting on the runway is really good because we didn't see any of the wrinkles that any of these girls yeah. were on. That's crazy. Um, but no better time to find out than now. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Monet. Um, what did we think of this look? I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I think having the boobs out is such a good gag. Walking around in the flats is funny i like the fact that she's like bald and just that's like mm-hmm. <laughs> just like a little thin wispies mm-hmm. but di- didn't they say that the costume was a little too like club wear or they something said it was like it's like we're looking at monet oh that's, yeah that, and it's like but well yeah you are 
Like, she just can't win. Like, not for nothing, but you, you know, open your dress and there are two saggy titties with pasties and then you're, like, playing hacky sack with them. <laughs> You've got me. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have got me. That's so funny. Every, like Monet said, every woman talks, or, you know, specifically Joan Rivers, talked about her tits dragging on the floor. And so she got as close as she could to that. And it's like, that's, that's really funny. funny. But no, that's not enough. I don't well, know. I don't know what they're, I don't know what they want from her because she keeps slaying it and then they keep on being like, can you do something else or mm-hmm. more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I thought she was perfect. I thought she was perfect during the challenge and she was perfect during this. Mm-hmm. She should have won. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I also liked Aquarius look. Yeah. I've seen I, this woman. Mm-hmm. I guess I haven't because I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? This is at? an old Upper East Side New York woman. Actually, no. Oh, upper no. Upper West Side mm-hmm. New York woman. No, she lives in the village. Oh, probably. This woman Yeah, lives she's in the definitely like a... Yeah. I mean, if there's an old lady like that, that's a West Village lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, her face to me read as old. There was... I don't know what yeah. she did with... Like, I think she didn't do wrinkles. The face and the hair, I think she did do wrinkles. I'm looking mm-hmm. at it. She just, and maybe it's how dark her eyes are and how sunken in her cheeks are. Mm-hmm. The outfit didn't read as old to me. No, because I think it was supposed to be skin. Like, because she posted a photo of it on Instagram the day after where she she had, like, you know, body paint on. Like, I think this mm-hmm. was supposed to be, like, uh, a, a strange, like, nude illusion. Yeah. But I, my what did it were the shoes. Like that. This oh, uh, the shoes were old lady shoes. Yeah. That's, an, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a, you know, kooky, kooky, hip, old lady shoe. Like, Absolutely. cost her $500, but it looks like Dr. Scholl's, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who do we have next? Eureka or Nana has a hot date. Like, I what, can't. What are we doing here? <laughs> she said, she said it on the runway. She was like, I had this coat. I like mm-hmm. to do twirls in it. Mm-hmm. It's like, so mm-hmm. that explains that. And in the workroom, she was like, well, I'm wearing something comfortable because I might, you know, in case I have to lip sync. And it's like, so it leads me to believe that this was not her silver foxy look like imagine if she had put a house coat over this entire outfit and revealed into this it would have made more sense that would have been amazing yeah yeah i mean i love the coat i i you know yeah i think the outfit is great it just doesn't fit the thing and if she's saying like well i'm gonna wear something comfortable i was like i want to see what the other option was Mm -hmm. yeah and this was not a cute bodysuit by far like, really? I thought the bodysuit was fine. I mean, it's just a big old purple. It just, it fit her funny. And she uh, has, like, she has other things. Like, you know, all the bodysuits she's worn so far, I thought were very, like, you know, nicely done and fit well. Yeah, but but something... that denim one was, like, the best one. Oh, I no. Can't, don't, I can't. That you didn't one, like that one? No, that denim one, something about her, <laughs> something about her, uh, her, her hey girl, hey ho down dress that was basically the same fabric as that jumpsuit scarred me because she was barefoot. Like, it, that makes me very uncomfortable. And <laughs> seeing her come down the runway and like the same thing, but pants just like it triggered. It was a, it was a, a you know, not, wow. not a nice time. This was a moment for <laughs> you. It was a moment for me, but I just, <laughs> I wish she had done better with this, you know, but, um, yeah. And think of like all the things you can do with like an old lady. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many different forms of old lady. Mm-hmm. They could have, that's all I could come out in like a crocheted fucking outfit or something. And mm-hmm. just be like, I made this. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like yeah. dog, old ladies with cats. Like <laughs> you're giving me a very knowing look, Robert. <laughs> no, I just think it would have been cute for someone to come out in a crocheted look, but mm-hmm. still be crocheting. Yeah. I was yeah. giving so you old it. lady drag at DragCon. It's kind of my default. 
it just happens you know yeah true i mean uh, same uh, <laughs> right i love being an old lady I think it's fun to get old, like real old and be nasty. Yeah, because then you can be. be like, come over here and show me, show Nana your dick. <laughs> Speaking of showing Nana your dick, um, Cameron, who is, in my opinion, the winner of this particular challenge, um, the runway, the runway. Oh, the runway, yeah, the runway part. She looks Let's like straight crazy. up Sophia or like Yetta. Dorothy from uh, Golden Girls. Like she really killed mm-hmm. the look. Yeah, this is straight and up. And it was so simple. Yeah. yeah. I mean. She didn't need to do a lot. She just had to glue that wig on real tight mm-hmm. and do all of the, what is it, Alzheimer's? What What is it all that the, makes you the shake? Parkinson's shit. Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Sorry. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. I love this. I, like, when I saw her come down the runway, this, like, okay, so she saved herself from lip syncing. Right. Like, I was like. I thought that too. Yeah. I was like, this is great. Or if she's lip syncing, she's the one staying. Like. Because we've seen videos of her performing and she's phenomenal. So I was like, okay, this is cute. I, you know, and, and it was a really big, um, leap from what she normally does, which I think is what was so cool to see. It was loud. It was loud. Like she went there, you know, um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I thought it was perfect. I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. I thought it was definitely my favorite from the runway this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that brings us to the end of the runway. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the lip sync. And we have a couple of listener questions. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back and we just finished talking about the runway. So let's talk about who is in the top and who is in the bottom. Did everyone belong where they were? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> And are and are I, we good with um with the bottom I, two? Well, being... no, I don't think that Asia belonged in the top three. No, I think okay. Asia and Cameron could have probably been swapped. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like put Cameron in the top. Well, because she wasn't. Like, well, her runway was good, but her acting was bad. But it wasn't as bad as Asia's. Mm. E- exactly. Like it wasn't like her performance. At least the one that they showed us was not like t- like you know we got it. Like we, yeah. you know, we understood the thing. Um, Asia's character to me was so superfluous. Like, what was the point of that? Um, didn't they? Because they needed to add an extra girl. Mm-hmm. I they had yeah. more girls than they thought they would. Mm-hmm. I think that Asia's performance this week in general got her to be safe. Mm-hmm. Like they could have just excused her and she yeah. could go rest her feet or whatever. She was in shower shoes. Um, she was fine. But it should have been down to Aquaria or Monet mm-hmm. being the winner yeah. of the, this week. Absolutely. I think I agree with that 100%. And then in terms of the bottom, I think that 
I mean, are we really supposed to believe that? Because I didn't think Eureka was that bad in the challenge. I think that they... I don't think she was that awful either. Yeah. Mm-mm. I think they put her in the bottom two because of her outfit, mm-hmm. which, again, I don't think it was enough. But see, the problem is when they tell you, why did you wear that? You say, this coat to me is what an older Eureka would wear on a daily basis. You yeah, don't, not you don't because say, I had the coat. Yeah, who says that? And that's the thing, because the thing is, it's like, oh, so you you just didn't care. Right. That's what it comes off as, even if it's, you know, not the case. She was preparing to lip sync. That was, you know, what she was doing. But yeah. it's like, don't, like, sell it. And if they don't believe you, they don't believe you. But don't let the words come out of your mouth. You know, like some girls have been like, I don't want to be here. Don't say yeah, that. Don't ever say that shit. Because that's, 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 you know, the road to the bottom two and probably out the door. Mm-hmm. So for that alone, I... I mean, I think Eureka and Cameron being in the bottom two made sense only because um, I I just feel like Cracker was trying to do what she needed to do during the challenge, but there was a weird block there. Mm. You know, it wasn't yeah. like she couldn't. Um, we didn't even talk about it. She kept talking to herself and saying weird stuff, and I don't love that. <laughs> that was a bit odd. But yeah, the lines know. from American Beauty where I will sell this house today. It's like, oh, yeah. I was like, w- is this like a joke and they edited it to be serious or is she like actually talking to herself like that? I mean, I feel like the show really like, you know, pushes you to the limit, even when you're doing well, you know, yeah. and then, you know, like in, like later on, we find out about, you know, her mom and and how this is kind of, you know, the last chance for her mom to see her to actually see her yeah. do what yeah. she does. So I'm sure that for her, it's um. Uh, like we're being led in kind of piecemeal throughout this, the season. Mm-hmm. And so there's yeah. a lot, there, there's a lot more there that's going on in her head instead of just like, I need to do well in this challenge. Right. You know? Right. But yeah, I, yeah. Um, so Asia wins the challenge and she wins a four night stay at Frog Meadow Farm in Vermont. Courtesy of who was it? Big Gay Al's Travel? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I like, gagged when they said that, <laughs> sis. These are things that RuPaul gets in a gifting suite somewhere. <laughs> That's what these are. That must be it. Like, Jesus Christ. Frog Meadow them, Remember farm? when they used to give them makeup and, like, actual stuff that a drag queen could use? Yeah, like rhinestones. Asia already <laughs> won rhinestones, so she's going to go to Frog Meadow Farm and rhinestone. And just rhinestone her costume. Like, or a frog. Like, you know, right. what? <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> Like, like, hey, Ruth, thanks for the trip. Right? I got me a rhinestone frog. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, my um, Next week, it's going to be a two-night stay in Kiev, courtesy of, I don't know, whoever. I like, I like Aquaria won, like, uh, a, what was it, a six-night stay at the Ice Palace. And it's like, bitch, when she she works there. No one wants to stay for six like, nights nobody at the wants Ice, to stay ice at Palace. The ice, yeah, no. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the Ice Palace? It's, uh, it's one of the, uh, uh, like, hotels and clubs, like, drag clubs on Fire Island. And it's like, uh, if you're working there, you're staying there. Like, hello. Yeah. Yeah, they'll give her a bigger room now. Yeah. I, right? They're like, oh, she's comped. Work. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the lip sync between Eureka and Cameron is to New Attitude by Patti LaBelle. Loved it. Mm-hmm. You Best loved- lip sync of the season. It was a good one. How did you feel about the repeated use of splits? Um, I've seen girls do numbers where they do like six sets of splits in a single number. So just seeing two didn't bother me. And she made it interesting. I'd never seen someone like 
wiggle around in a split like that before. That was actually kind of amazing to see. Yeah. And I think she knew that that big drop was coming, so she was like, might as well do another split, but it uh-huh. left... I mean, it was that situation with Jocelyn Fox, and who was the other one where they did the splits at the exact same time? Oh, yeah. Laganja. Was yeah. that Laganja? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I love when that You happens. could see... Yeah, it was, like, perfect, and you could see Cameron, like, looking over, waiting to see if she was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love when she... When Eureka did the split and hit the ground, like, with her hands. That yeah. was so... Like, well, Eureka was fucking you know. feeling it this time. Yeah. I mean, I think yet, she knew this yet. was like her last t- chance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yetta was doing a great job, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it was like watching the uh, the old man from the Six Flags commercials. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, oh I was God. like, oh, Cameron, you can do something. Yeah. Like, you can do this. Okay. This more. is what you do. Yes, yeah. Like, you perform. I really thought Eureka was going home. Yeah, I thought so too. I did too. Just because it was her I was third a... time. Yeah. Mm. Well, it wasn't her third time. Are you guys happy time. that she stayed? <sighs> I guess. I don't know. I love her, but I'm just tired. Like, stop bringing back. I mean, I understand they brought her back because, you know, she could have had, you know, World of Wonders balls and a vice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so, so, you know, a lot of other girls who were in that challenge could have done the same thing. But, um, I, I, like, Unless it's All-Stars, I don't want to see you come back because it's like there's a weird dynamic thing, you know? Like, yeah. it's not like she went home first. She was in there for, what, four episodes? Five, maybe? Yeah. Five, yeah. You know? So it's like, bring yeah, her back Yeah, it's not like All-Stars. bringing back Miss Vanjie. Mm-hmm. I, wonder, I wonder if she's coming back on season 11. Mm-hmm. Um, she, oh, oh, I guess I shouldn't say that. <laughs> she just canceled a bunch of gigs, so everyone's mm-hmm. saying probably, she canceled yeah. twenty gigs in a row. Yeah, apparently. So, so that's um, something. But I, I mean, you know, she I could just think, be tired, right? So I love a conspiracy theory, and the way that oh, Rapal delivered the news that Eureka was also staying was so like bland. It's as if whoever was in her ear was like, "Hey, girl, remember how she was going to sue us? Um, you can't eliminate <laughs> her today." And she's like, oh, 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 Eureka, wait, before you go, um, Shantae, you stay. And then we just like went back to like, you know, doing There was a very long pause. It was awkward. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking awkward. So I'm like, eh, eh. Yeah. Um, but so just, there's that. You know, Eureka's going to win the season though, so. Wow. What? Really? I mean, girl, that's that's what I see happening. I and I don't like know anything. Aquaria. Statistically speaking, the way that it, things are going right now, Eureka and Monet cannot win because they've lip synced more than twice. More than once, rather. Um, and in the history of the show, no one has ever won lip syncing more than once. So we'll see uh. if this is another in the first time in Drag Race history type, type of bullshit. Mm. Um Let's move on to our listener questions. Um, our first one comes from Donald, and he says, Hi, ladies. Hope all is well and that DragCon, and DragCon treated you well. You both look sickening. Thanks, Donald. Thank you. Um, Thank I was, you. <laughs> I was wondering, since we're almost at that point, who do we think will get Miss Congeniality? I am really pulling for Monique Hart. She's seriously so amazing. Meatball, who do you think is going to win Miss Congeniality? The Vixen. <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing though that's that would be great those are reparations um, i don't know maybe i feel like if cracker doesn't win cracker or monet because mm. they've well asia also helped everybody out but i think monique is the one that's like the fun bubbly one that everyone like likes yeah i mean she's definitely the one that like 
I, I like you know she's the heart of season ten. I mean she wasn't kidding. Yeah. Um, I feel like Vanjie might have it in the bag just because. Just because she became a. Just like, because she mean. became so iconic, and she actually is quite nice. You know, like she's, yeah, she's she was very really sweet. Nice. Um, and I, I feel like the wrong girl went home first. So mm-hmm. true. You know. Um. So I, I, I would love Monique, but I think it's going to go to Vanjie. I think I agree with you. I think it's Monique or Vanjie. Yeah. At this point. So our second question comes from Hannah, and Hannah writes, I feel like the Vixen and Fifi are extremely similar. They're both young, feisty, and respond strongly to people who don't, they don't feel are similar to them. Fifi and the Vixen have identical personalities. <laughs> I'm rewatching season four and watching season ten at the same time, and their con- conversations and actions mirror each other a lot. Sharon did technically start the Go Back to Party City Where You Belong argument by mentioning her name on the runway. So Fifi and Vixen are known for their angry responses to stressful conversations. Okay. Got, got all that. I remember you guys mentioning that you disliked Fifi during her season because she was argumentative. The Vixen is arguably just as, quote, mean or argumentative. They are so similar. I truly enjoy their drag, and I think the confrontation adds some interesting content to the show. So with that being said, these are the questions. Why did you like the Vixen and not Fifi? Do you think the Vixen will or already has received backlash similar to Fifi? And... What did you think about the drama with Tyra Sanchez? Ooh, twist at the oh end. Oh, my God. Hannah, you took us in a different direction. <laughs> so we're going to... Everywhere. We went up, down, left, we're, right. We're going we're gonna to try and make this content, like concise for you, Hannah. So okay. We- so I don't think Fifi and the Vixen are similar at all. I think the Me Vixen either. was mm-hmm. addressing a conversation that needed to be had. Absolutely. Season after season, we were avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. Mm-hmm. And she finally, finally said it. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Fifi played into the role of villain, and she has since addressed this and mm-hmm. said that the argument between her and Sharon was completely staged. Um, and I think I was reacting to the show because I famously made a cake that I piped Bon Voyage Fifi on the cake, and we ate it on one of the episodes when I was like, please let her go serious? home. I'm very yes, serious. she is. There are witnesses. Um, and I told Fifi this. I was like, if we ever meet her, I'm going to tell her this. And I don't know if she liked it or not, but whatever. She was like, hmm. She was like, hmm, whatever. Um, so, but I think the Vixen had some important work to do. She's not perfect. Mm-mm. So she had moments where she struggled and, you know, she got her feelings. She got in her feelings and let that get the best of her in certain moments. But for the most part, I think she she provided a much needed conversation to this show. And I think that she did important work. Mm-hmm. And Fifi also did important work, but in a different way. So I think they're two different people. Yeah, I, like, I agree. I think Fifi, I, I, I don't think Fifi and the Vixen are identical. And I don't think that that means that the Vixen is, is mean. I, I don't think she's mean. I think she is, she is reacting again to years and years and years of bullshit. Yeah. That she has had to endure, that every person of color has to endure at some point. Unfortunately, that is just coming to a boil in a in a in a perfectly controlled environment. I right. mean, and and like if if you were a drag con and went into the the workroom, that's what they actually film in, and that shit is tiny and claustrophobic. It was so small, right? So it like, seems so big on TV, but they are literally sitting on top of each other in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, unless they made a smaller one, but I just think like that would freak me out. Like yeah. not being in an actual building, building. But again, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on in the vixen's head. Right. But I and I and I think Fifi's quite different. Like Robert said, you know, I think that she understood what was going on and and played into it. And Fifi is not a. She's kind of a sore loser. 
I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's it's really like she uh, it does not respond to competition well, and you can see a little bit of that in her drag mother. Like Asia is always like, ugh, like damn it, why did this happen to me? And I had like, more lines than you. I had yeah. the harder role. I had harder choreography. It's, but it's like, like you you girl. picked it or you chose to help people. So yeah, it's kind you of did like, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's also you know that kind of taking responsibility for the fact that you might not have really put the focus where it should have been and you know had fifi put more focus on competing instead of being angry she might not receive all the terrible hate that she gets now which is not cool at all well and i I think that fifi was the beginning of that that flavor of Mm -hmm. fan well season four yeah season four really started specifically with fifi Mm -hmm. she was like i'm pretty sure she was the first girl that was getting death threats and Mm -hmm. and all this like crazy backlash that she got um so and I don't think, you know, because it was clear from stories we've heard that the producers put her up to some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they edited everything in however they wanted to. Yeah. So, so two different people. Yeah. Also, we didn't exactly. know Fifi. Like, you know, we know, oddly enough, we happen to know a lot of the girls before they get on Drag Race through the podcast or other, you know, avenues. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, we know who the vixen is. So it's a little easier to understand what going on there you know um it's also clear that the backlash is awful I, for yeah, both of it's, them it's just so as bad we're not comparing I, either is one. the vixen getting a lot of backlash yes absolutely she's just not oh. responding to it the same way that fifi does where she takes fifi, on each person yeah fifi would yeah go in on every single person yeah. um and the tyra drama i think tyra's a punk nothing yeah. happened not no- not even so much as a shitty single yeah nothing yeah, she didn't even drop a song about bombs or something. Nothing. Nothing. Not, not at all. Not not even like a a horn. What a terrible career move mm-hmm. for you. What a t- yeah. <laughs> yeah. This shit. Right. Um. I, and like no one was even. I mean, there was people who were like, "Can't wait for Tyra to blow us up," mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like, well, you know, when- I didn't at any point. The only thing that made me uncomfortable was that they had to keep on scanning me every time I came in and out of drag con. Or the, my corset is steel bone. Uh, or the like the bomb sniffing dogs. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I thought it was a drug dog, and I was like, "Well, there goes my drag con experience." I, I mean, right, right. You know, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, they really don't want us smoking weed in here." What the fuck? <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, right, they're here for oh, the bombs. It's bombs. It's the bombs." Yeah. And then yeah. you just lit up a joint right in front of them. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, mm, "No, that's not what we're looking it was for." The happiest dog I've ever seen. Um, um, so. We got a question on Instagram that um, that I hadn't put that we hadn't put in here, um, but it applies to the conversation we're having about Eureka. Um, so Trey, as in trade on Instagram, asked, "How far do you think Eureka would have gotten during season nine had she not injured herself?" What do we think? I that? I think she would have gotten pretty far because mm-hmm. she was a favorite when she was leaving. Yeah, I think she probably probably depending on like. Well, I do know what the rest of the challenges were, but I think that she probably would have made it to at least top four or five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, guys, I mean, like, she had the personality of that mm-hmm. season. Like, I, she was doing so well. Yeah. And she works hard. She, you know, and she can dance. She can do all, you know, she can do all that stuff and yeah. has the wardrobe. Like, I, I think that, um, yeah, that she, she basically came into season 10 
as a like as if it were an all-star season basically yeah. so um we you know which goes back to my comment from before where it's like put them on all-stars don't repeat them in a regular right. season yeah right um if they've gone you know further than like the first episode um yeah i think she could have gone quite far yeah i agree yeah and i think she could have done well on an all-stars like mm-hmm. like all-stars four or something we don't, we don't really need her on the season i mean if she doesn't win they might bring her back. she'll be the she'll be you know shangela point two shangela yeah Shanji. Shanji. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to read this yes. email so, that we got? Uh, the last bit of listener uh, stuff is uh, just a, a comment from one of our listeners. It comes from Shannon, who's Shannon Skincare World on Instagram and YouTube and all that stuff. And she says, I wanted to say thank you. I'm a 20-year-old girl in college right now, and I'm writing my final exam about you two and RuPaul. I've done a oh podcast. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, um, I've done a podcast telling my story as as I was in hospital last year for two months. I have a hole in my heart, and I developed an infection as a result. I also developed insomnia when I was in the hospital, and you two guys helped me through that. So we put her to sleep. Now, <laughs> girl, <laughs> I just I'm like, no, <laughs> wow. not a compliment, right? Sis. No, wow. but thank you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, now, now that I'm back at college writing my exam about you, so I thought it was time to say a huge thank you for lifting up my day when I was recovering or couldn't sleep, and now, and now, thank you for helping me with my exam. Ah, oh. we helped her while she was staying awake. Oh. There you go. Oh. Ah, ah, ah. Thank you, Shannon. Well, that's honestly the sweetest thing. I know. That's so kind. Thank you I, so much. I'm honored, and I'm excited to read whatever you write about us. Oh uh. my God, can we? <laughs> Would you mind sharing it, Shannon? That would be I, so good. Like, <laughs> are are you talking about how Daniel from Grizzly Kiki is so hateful to RuPaul and Michelle Visage? Because that that's because it's really true. just Michelle. I, okay, y'all in really the last episode were really coming for Michelle, and I have to say, <laughs> I have to say, I did just do a gig with her, and she was the nicest and sweetest person. But it all could <sighs> be fake because she just wanted to be known as nice and sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been told that like 99% of the things that she says are fed to her. Yeah. But well, okay, well, I'm going to tell a little little story then because mm. I am probably going to get in trouble for saying this. But we were judging It's okay. This no one compet- listens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we were judging this competition together and we were told, you know, kind of like, don't be the, too harsh or anything like that. And so, of course, I was very mean and <laughs> we were we were going through and so like all the judges if all the judges kind of agreed that one person was bad michelle was the last person to speak she would always say the opposite of all of our critiques mm-hmm. so if we all love somebody she would give them notes on how to get better if we all hated somebody she would give them notes on how to get better oh no she would give them notes <laughs> on how much she loved them right That's she'd be like no i don't know what they're talking about she was just played devil's advocate she was like balancing time. it out yeah, but like I was still just kind of like, so you don't even actually have an opinion of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've met her like once or twice, and you know she comes off as like for a second, but she comes off as nothing but nice. It's just yeah. like yeah. I said before, I think that whatever they're doing for somebody like me who takes you know that level of criticism as not very kind or whatever, it, yeah. it, you're putting her in a really nasty spot. Like mm-hmm. it's really like because some of it, like the way it's structured, it's it's not helpful. That's that's the problem. It's like, what are what are the dots? Don't do it yeah. again. And it's like, and there's more stuff, but it's just it, it really gets to me because I can imagine you know being up there and putting your heart and soul into this and hearing somebody who doesn't do what you do ever 
is just like poking all the holes without suggestions. And yeah. you know it, uh, it. It so I'm commenting on the character mm. that Michelle was given. Um, I see, I see. And I, I understand. Be, I would love say. to be like, girl. Like if it were me, I'd be like, I'm not saying that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, nope. Mm-mm. But you know, she's a judge, so she's safe. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every week, and she's RuPaul's best friend, mm-hmm. or so we're told. I need receipts. I need to see a summer <laughs> vacation together. Like, right? I need to see them, like, Gail and Oprah doing mm-hmm. something together. I think that Michelle texts her, and RuPaul has her on no red receipts. So <laughs> Michelle just doesn't know mm-hmm. that RuPaul even got it. Mm-hmm. She's just like, oh, she must have lost her phone again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And RuPaul's, like, playing, playing Candy Crush and swiping away Michelle's text messages, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that You're image. so bad. That but image is delicious. <laughs> um, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Oh, people. thank you for having me. I love you guys. Oh, my God, we, oh, love, we love you. you. Wait, I hope we get to see you at New York DragCon. Yes, I just bought my Airbnb. Bought it. I just rented yeah. my Airbnb. Work. We're gonna have like a megaphone. Be like Meatball, Los Angeles yes, is most well known. Yell at me. Come <laughs> total to booth. top. Come boot. Come to booth. Blah, 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 you know. So we can actually see you this time. That's Please. Right. Um, oh, my God. I just remember that Meatball was totally our flight attendant on the way home. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you serious? Our, our flight yes. attendant, as we were, you know, took this 11-hour flight to Virginia um, <laughs> on the way back from L.A. Drancon. Jesus. Uh, one of the flight attendants looked just like you out of drag. Mm-hmm. And it took me a good, like, three hours. And I was like, Robert, he looks like Meatball. And so we ah! didn't, we didn't know his name. So I was like, mm, look, Meatball, Meatball just got you know sassy with a passenger a lady, who was rude. A lady got in his face, and yeah, Ooh. it was you, mm-hmm. you handled I'm her. Glad, I'm glad Meatball 2.0 took care of her. <laughs> she did. I was like, Ooh, Meatball's gonna fuck her up. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, and Meatball lives by us too. Mm-hmm. So she's a she lives in Queens. She's a Queens resident. <laughs> really? Yeah. I must meet her. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, I've always wanted to have sex with myself. Yes. <laughs> so when somebody says go fuck yourself, you're like, I wish. I wish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell our listeners where they can follow you and any um, gigs you have coming up? You can follow me at a Spiciest Meatball on Instagram, at Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. I have a YouTube channel that's just Meatball Queen, but also go follow my videos on the Hornet channel. Uh, we're doing the DragCon coverage videos. They're coming out daily. And my podcast comes out later this week on the 21st or 25th. Or Anyway, it's called Unbearable with Big Dipper and Meatball. So go listen to that. It's wherever you get your podcast. And yeah. I'm doing San Francisco Pride on June 23rd at Oasis with Hecklina and rapper Leaf. Ooh. And if you're in Europe for in August or September, look up the Dragula tour. We're going to London, Manchester. We're just going all over. Dublin. If you live over there, get tickets to come meet me. And Vander. Vander will be there. Yeah. Yes. That's all I'm up to. They're letting her across the ocean. Watch out. (laughs) I literally lost my passport, so I'm like in a real tizzy right now. But besides that, we're great. (laughs) Well, we hope you find it. Yes. Um, (laughs) uh, We're Grizzly Kiki on everything. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you can follow us there. Send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com, and maybe we'll read yours on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. So until next time, bye. bye!